Oh, and we're live now. I gotta, I gotta do the intro. There's no music. I, that's another thing I gotta figure out for this podcast while doing it live uh, is get some kind of, some kind of board that I can play a little music, maybe some sound effects every now and again. Um, so get ready. Hotty toddy, God Almighty. This is the Sweat Equity Podcast. I'm your host, Law Smith. Sitting here with me is uh, power attorney, uh, Hillsborough defense owner, operator, Mr. Brett Metcalf. How you doing? Yeah, feeling good. It's Friday. We're having a little mandate. It was nice. You brought a salad in. I did. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> I, I bought you a salad. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Cho- it was all chopped up. Uh, feeling good now. I, I felt, I felt uh, peaked, I think. Uh, is that a word? I don't know. Um, it might be. I felt uh, faint from not eating anything. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't eaten anything and woke up at 5.30. So, yeah. Um, what's it called? Let's do, the, let's do a little housekeeping. We were just talking about this right before we started. Um, we're, gonna, we're getting some sponsors coming. So that's, a good, that's good news. I think FreshBooks is interested. Grasshopper Phones is going to sponsor. We're working out details right now. You know, we, we talked about Squarespace on the last episode and – Come on, the, step it up, Squarespace. Like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I made about 40 sites this year. Um, give me a promo code. Just get, give us a shot. He's moving my site from WordPress to Squarespace, and he's sold me on the idea. So yeah. get on board. Yeah, I mean, what, what is it going to hurt? It's not going to hurt. I've got an agency discount through us, so we do that. Why don't we just do it through the podcast? Anyway, um, Let's see. What else we got? We're on the Laughable app, uh, iTunes. Give that five-star review. That's how, you, that's how you creep up on all review sites is five-star, but you got to write like one sentence. So if I have any kind of advice, you want to hook up. We're going to the next episode, I think, we do within the office. We're going to say, here's how you hook up your friend's small business is you just literally go online 10 minutes and go give them five-star reviews, whatever they're doing. Whatever your friend's side hustle is. So when you became a client of ours, I think one of the first things we do on our, our list is go through and make sure we're going to geek it up at least one more five star on there. Right, right. And I think that was part of the uh, you know part of the, one of the first things you did was made sure that I gave you a good client email list. Yep. And and uh, just sent an email out all, to to all my clients. Just you know started the email list to keep me in front of their mind. Um, and, and, you know, certainly asked for some reviews and got, got some good ones, thankfully. <laughs> but you guys have I, – I feel bad for lawyers because – and doctors too. You guys never really had to worry about this. It, you know, it's, it's literally the 89th thing on y'all's list. Uh, and, like, you have to put a lot of brain power over to it and be worried about it. Right, and – I think that especially today, and even when I started my practice, you know, five years ago, it wasn't it wasn't something that I thought about. And the reason I didn't think about it was because, probably because I was taking advice from attorneys that have been around for a while, and the generation of attorneys before me and and you know my group like never thought about online reviews. And the few you know attorneys and firms that did are the ones where if you go online and do a search, you know, for a specific type of attorney in a specific geographic location, they're the ones that have like a hundred plus five star reviews and they've been focusing on the internet for a while and they're doing really well as a result. Um, <laughs> you know, from a, at least I should say from a, a client generation standpoint, they're doing a good result or well, doing a good job. Did, uh, did I tell you the one uh, proposal I, I gave to like a 70 year old lawyer that 
I was trying to tell him like he needs to create value for the firm. He needs to. He's going to retire, and so I go. He needed a nerd to come in and kind of a lot of the talk. It was like four hours of me like showing him what is what. Like he to get a review, he would literally hand out a piece of paper that had like Comic Sans font on it, <laughs> and would be like it said like Could you go online and and give us a five-star review. He would hand, like, a flyer out. Yeah, and that's, and that's too cumbersome for us. I mean, you have to, you've got to give people something. They can just they click a button, and then they can just write a quick sentence, and then they're, they're good. Well, the part, but the part that's really funny is that, like, I was like, yeah, man, I'll just I'll get a bunch of my friends to just give you reviews, and just we'll geek them up. And there's no honor in this review game. Like, uh, seriously, like, yeah, it, it doesn't make you the best attorney. Like, it's no, like, uh, no, not at all. It's like when uh, comedians used to get mad about people buying fake followers. <laughs> I did it so I could yell at Delta or AT&T or something. Because if you had a higher, <laughs> if you had a lot of followers, they'd get back to you immediately. Yeah, it improves your customer service for other, other providers, right? But I mean, there's no, uh, yeah, look, if you do it organically, honestly, it's fine. But I know so many good attorneys just within uh, arm's length that, you know, they're, they probably some of them ask for reviews like like thoughtfully like please can you go and do this and peop, everyone has ADD and doesn't do it. Right. Um it's not a direct correlation of how good of an attorney it's just it's a, just a follow-up thing almost. Yeah, and and I think it's important certainly from, you know, when you're when you're trying to, you know, sell clients in the future, everybody goes online and and does their own research about you know who you are what you've done and what other what past clients think about you and it's for me it's something that i've tried to be diligent about and making sure that my my current clients as we're closing out their case they understand how important it is to me for for them to share their experience online um and you know they've i've been like i said it's tough I think with, with, with 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 your help, criminals tough it, it well i mean you can go it, anonymous it, you can and, and it's i think it's hard there are a lot of people that certainly don't want to put their name on a review for a criminal defense attorney, right? right? Um, you know, I certainly do have other practice areas. So, um, you know, some some of the reviews that are provided to me are non-specific to what practice area. So, I think that might make some people feel better about it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's an important part of the process. And if if you have clients that that are appreciative of the work that you've done, um, and and you just ask them and tell them how important it is to you, a lot of them will do it. And it's it's just about being being comfortable and willing to ask for their feedback i think that a lot of attorneys just they, they're not they're not thinking about it or they're just not comfortable doing it for whatever reason well, or they're scared that they didn't it's do a, a good di- enough job well so it's a whole new world like my dad looks at some of this stuff and he was an attorney for he's not done technically yet but uh he keeps moping around like he is but i mean he's been an attorney for 35 plus years or something crazy like that and he doesn't under like none of this he's having trouble because like he doesn't have a secretary now and so I have to do all his iPhone stuff. <laughs> like, I had to go to the Apple store a couple of times with him just to, like, unlock the phone to get in. And he's still tied on to the firm, uh, the, like, their email. I don't know how it works, but his former firm, he still has access to, like, he's still on the board or something like that. Uh, but it was like, you know, oh, yeah, everything was done for him. And you're in, you're in kind of – I talk about our age group – we were pre-internet and now full internet. Like we, we're right in between age groups. So oh, I mean, we were everybody younger than us can't remember a life without YouTube, uh, and everybody older is kind of like, 
I mean, it just we starts were, to creep. We were getting the AOL online, like, you know, free 60 minutes of internet discs <laughs> at our house when we were in, like, sixth grade. So. I, did I tell you, my mom just still paid it until, like, a year ago. <laughs> For email, and I was it's, like, "No, you don't need to do that anymore." They're they're ripping you off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, "Don't make a big deal out of it." And you could have like, gotten no. that game twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Well, they gave a CD-ROM." I was like, "No, how do you yeah. even have one of those?" But yeah, we. I mean, we definitely. I mean, I remember, I remember not having internet at all and not right. having any connectivity in that respect. And then all of a sudden, I think when we were in middle school, you know, we started off with the chat rooms, and it was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. to be able to just have like a group of friends while you're at your house, like having a conversation with all them at once. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, and so I think that was like, that would be probably 94, 95. Right. right. So then, we were fifth grade. Yeah. So, you know, you look at, you look at the people that are, you know, older than us that didn't grow up with the internet, didn't grow up with really any need to use computers anyway. And, you know, they don't, they don't have the skill set, And especially if they were doing well professionally without it, mm-hmm. it makes, it makes people more resistant to trying to learn a new skill or, or whatever to Im- improve their ability to communicate and, and administratively run their business. I, I went to, I'll never forget going to an attorney's office when it was about three years ago when I was looking for office space. And, you know, we, we tore his building, sit down with him in his office and dude didn't have a computer in his office <laughs> no no laptop no desktop no keyboard or anything and he just basically would scream across the hall to his assistant to type up anything that needed to be typed yep, up yep and it's it just i kind of want to go back to that though yeah oh no it'd be great don't get me wrong I, I've, I've tried to find uh dictation <laughs> apps and none of them are really good yeah it, and, and and i was envious in a sense too because it's it's a great situation for him to have but it did blow me away that like it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that the older generation they they didn't have that need for it to begin with and so a lot of them just are they're they're past the ability where they want to adapt right but you know i think about it this way too if you're old school though it, let's say you're just above our age we're 33 34 you're just older than us but you're not you're old school <laughs> uh and you're on billable hours like that's kind of like you know there's wasted hours there, probably. Yeah, for but. sure. And there, there's definitely an efficiency issue there. And uh, I don't know. I, I read a, uh, I think the Florida Bar uh, Facebook page posted some article yesterday that I read. It's funny you mentioned that. Oh, about, hot like, topics. Yeah, it, it was. That, it was, it was a hot topic. Well, somebody made the comment that like, you know, I heard it's it, like world star hip hop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it might be a little bit more dignified. It's than like that, black, but. black Adam Schefter. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, like the quote that they were they were seeking comments on was like a quote that some guy said about. Um, about attorneys saying that uh, efficient attorneys will will starve, basically suggesting that there's this there at least used to be this mindset about how you've got to overbill and do redundant uh, duplicative work in order to, gotcha. to to get your you know to, to get your billable hour requirements up, and so a lot of the technology influence on on attorneys, especially the billable hour models, it's going to reduce the the income and the revenue that attorneys bring in but smart attorneys and smart firms will figure out a way to just make their operations a little bit more lean um, as a result of the increased efficiencies that we that we now have access to and ultimately the client will be better served and attorneys can still can still get their money too. i mean i've got a we we do uh hourly too and i've i've got pricing's tough to justify right so you know i've slowly been kind of you can you can kind of justify it in a couple of ways. There's, you know, market research, right? You can go, these people are up here. Right. That's how much they are. Those people are down there. We're right in the middle. 
you know, sure. here's why. Um, that's what most people do. Most people just look at like one above, one below, and they're like, that's what I charge for a haircut. Sure. Um, the, the thing with pricing is, uh, I actually had to read up a lot about it. I think it's to, to me for business, it's kind of the toughest thing for everybody. Uh, because it is, you, I think you, you have to justify it. And I think we're going to get in an age where transparency is going to be bigger and bigger. Right. And, you know, pricing while in your, in your industry, most people don't shop around, which is another surprising thing. It, it depends, but certainly for not like really the, though for, the, for big corporate firms they don't. I think for like for for criminal attorneys, I, yeah, you, you get shopped for sure. And if and if you are, I guess you, it's the clientele, that's right? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And there and that's that was kind of the point that I was about to make is that the ones who are shopping, like you know, for me, I don't want the clients that are price shopping right. because I will never be the cheapest lawyer that they find. Yeah. And, and typically I have found it. It's the past, never worth it. Right. Is that if you, even if you reduce your fee and, and do somebody a favor based on, you know, what another attorney is offering, you know, that client, then at that point in time, I think in, in some respect, they don't, they don't respect you or your services enough. Yep. And so I've always tried from a business perspective to, you know, quote what I'm worth, yep. quote what I think is reasonable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I try not to negotiate on that. I, I just this is my price, and if you're willing to pay it, great. yeah. If not, that's, that's I understand. It's tough when you're you're younger, as yeah. uh, right. former right. former Raheem. Bucks <laughs> head coach would call it. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you don't want to turn away business. I did that too, and um, I, I know you did. Oh, by the way, Mazel Tov, five years. Yeah, it's it, been it's been been half a decade, man. Been uh, <laughs> been out on the on the streets hustling. <laughs> <laughs> is that? Is that professional speak? I don't know. I, so, sometimes, yeah. In, in my in my business, I've I've heard who's the the hottest lawyer on the streets before. Oh yeah. So oh. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever gotten that nod though from those people. But I, um, if I see stitches, give you a shout out on right, Instagram. There you go. Then then I know you've made it <laughs> yeah, on the streets. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the uh, that'll be the day, man. That'll be a good client, by the way. Um, <laughs> he's got a tattoo of an AK. I've got an AK on my shirt. I've never shot a gun. <laughs> and I have I have a conversation about it every time I wear it. Nice. They're like, "What kind? Of, what do you like to shoot?" Like, I, I'm not against guns. I just haven't shot. I don't, I don't shoot anything. I just <laughs> thought it was good design. Yeah, I don't think I shot a gun until about a year ago myself. Actually, I went hunting and didn't even shoot. Nice. I just sat in a uh, tree stand like an asshole <laughs> for five hours and froze my ass off. Drank a bunch of beer. No, it's well, terrible. You, I guess yeah. When you're on you the can't. Guns, you I was, do that. and I'm scared of heights, so I didn't want to move. So I was just like 15 feet up in the air, just like <laughs> nice. I, so, I think um, you, you're in this weird area. I'll get to the five years. We'll table that for a second. But you're in this weird area where you know you've got some experience, um, and that's I love a lot of law firms that play up experience, and it's like. I don't know if that legacy stuff has any meaning to a lot of people anymore. It doesn't. Um, it's like Pepsi's a legacy brand. Kids don't care about that. Right. And people younger than 40 don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um, it's all about kind of like what you've done. It's experience uh, and results of what you've done kind of the last couple of years probably. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, I think that when you say attorneys play up their experience, it's because that's what all attorneys have always done. And so when you're young and you're starting your practice, 
you always look to the other firms that you want to emulate and say, what do they do? What are they saying? And everybody just gets in this repetitive pattern of like, you know, trying to say, this is my experience. This is where I went to law school. These are the associations I'm involved in. And at the end of the day, clients don't care about that. Well, they, they, they just don't. I don't like anybody touting that out really quickly. Like yeah. you got a handyman and he's like, I've been doing this 20 years. You're like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. That doesn't mean you're good. That means you floated around and stole copper wire to get crystal meth long (laughs) enough to do it. Look, the Florida carpenters are bad. So uh, I I think when I was was in the position with the franchise group of solo salons, I went through 23 guys until I got to, like, um, my guy Brian, pavtampa.com, P-A-A-V, Tampa.com. Yeah, give him a shout-out. He's the only honest carpenter nice. I met at 24 people. It took that long to get wow. someone that didn't have a crack problem or something like that, or a meth <laughs> problem. Um, yeah, I think, I don't, I feel like that's always a red flag when they're like, hey, I've been doing this 20 years. And you're like, yeah, I was already getting a weird vibe already kind yeah. of thing. I, don't know, I, I, I think when, when I started off, I, I felt a greater need to try to like sell my experience and all the things that I had done to clients sure. when I walked in the door. But what I've found out, and I don't know if it's different in every industry, but at least for me, when people walk into my door, like they've already done that research and they know who mm. I am and and what my experience is at the time. And so I don't spend any time talking about like what I've done anymore. I just try to figure out what their problem is and how I can help. That's a good spot to be in. I mean, that's like a, there should be kind of a overall kind of a term for that where you don't have to keep selling yourself. You know, in every meeting, yeah. um, results just speak after a while. But it's interesting you say that because I didn't mean to make this more about like the online world as an attorney, but I do find it interesting that some of these industries people are having to figure it out. And attorneys and doctors are number one, I see. Like, doctors don't really treat their business like a business. No. The, and, and attorneys don't attorneys either. used to not, but now they're getting it. Yeah, we're we're figuring this because there's so what many ha- of us. What happened? What? Why is there such a change in like advertising in uh, the last like I feel like twenty years, maybe fifteen years ago, just exploded. Yeah, and I think I mean certainly, I mean you can thank Morgan and Morgan for the explosion of advertising, and you know attorneys see that they can advertise this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be they'd, they'd be interested in that. They spend so much money, they probably wouldn't bring, even notice at this point. I'll bring on John Morgan's China baby doll face on here. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I mean, he, the guy did, and I know I know attorneys that have, you know, they they have they take issue with the fact that he has been advertising, but the dude's a gold standard in our profession for as far as advertising is concerned. No, um, dude, the guy's incre- awesome. Yeah, it's incredible what he's done, um, and he's built an enormous firm, and they do really well. And I've spoken to. I, I don't handle defense cases ever against. Morgan and Morgan, but I have friends who are defense attorneys that say that they do have some of the, you know, the best attorneys, sure. you know, in, in the state. Yeah. Um, so he's done a good job with, with bringing in clients through advertising and then recruiting the right lawyers. And ultimately, I don't mean to make this a Morgan and Morgan pitch at all, but no, I mean, I mean, but the it's guy, something to look at yeah. as, um, and so that's, yeah, people do, they look at him as, you know, if he can do this, what, ha- what happens if I spend money? And so I think attorneys in general became at least in Florida, became more willing to, to dedicate significant resources to advertising after seeing how well he did. And I think to, in the past, I don't know, probably 10 years, uh, maybe five years, there has been such an influx of the number of attorneys and the number, hmm. of, the number of lawyers that are starting their own firms that everybody is trying to compete with each other. And everybody feels the need and feels pressure to advertise and to spend money on doing that. Um, whereas probably 15, 20 years ago, you didn't really have 
to advertise. So, do you think that's industry specific reasons, or do you think we're just becoming more entrepreneurial I think in general? It, I, you know, I, I guess I've never thought about it on like a macro level for you know all different types of industries, but I can tell you at least in in the legal field. I mean, their attorneys are feeling a lot of pressure to advertise and, you know, to bring in more business because there's so much. They're not good at it, too. Yeah, and, and they're, they're not. And we certainly have restrictions from the Florida Bar on what we're allowed to do and not do, thank God, because, I mean, it, I think if, if we didn't have some of those restric- restrictions, some of the advertisements that you would see would be yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, for but, sure, for sure. But, it, that, but, yeah, I think we, we do have a lot. Every attorney in Florida will complain that there are too many lawyers and there's too much competition out there. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're thinking about going to law school, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, uh, but you can look at it philosophically. I, I always look at it like competition's a good thing. It's going to make you better. Right. Either you were, you were meant to do this or not. Yeah, and, and I, I, I kind of had that mentality going into this, which is that if, if you know, and, and there were certainly, as I was a prosecutor at the beginning of my career and I saw some of the defense attorneys that were coming in that seemed to have good practices, I felt like, you know, if that person can do it, I most certainly can. Right. And so I was, right or wrong, I was confident that I would be able to make it happen and that, you know, my, my abilities and skills would, would help me rise above some of my competition. And I think the cream is going to rise to the, to the top eventually. Um, but, you know, it's, there are some people that are getting weeded out, and it can be because they're, not, they're just not good at being a lawyer. It's, it might be because they're a great lawyer, but they just don't know how to run a business. And I've seen that happen to people, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And you've got to be really – you've got to be good at both. Yeah, no, and it's, it's uh, interesting from my perspective watching you go through the whole – the reason I like podcasts a lot of the time is because you get to watch the host over years kind of grow. Like I, I've listened to Pete Holmes podcast for, I don't know, four years. And it's interesting to watch him like have that podcast. It had probably 10,000 listeners to a hundred thousand listeners to having a late night show to that getting canceled to, you know, like, and it's an interesting ride. It's interesting to see what you're doing as well from our side, but you know, what I where was I going to go next? I've got like f- four four people are f- like it's like uh, picking teams when you're a kid. Right. I have like four kids. Like, come on, pick me. Pick yeah, me. yeah, yeah. My ADD is so bad. It's like, come on, come on, come on. I'll do, come on. Uh, I I won't even shoot the ball. Um, I would say, I guess, what do you see going forward, either for your firm or this online kind of world that it doesn't seem like a lot of the older folk are paying attention to at all. Yeah. And I think the, I think the, the or even our age, you know, and, with, and again, this is, I think this applies to attorneys or anybody. Like if you're starting a business and you're not paying attention to your digital footprint, you need to be. And I think that the people that, and the reason I think is because consumers in every industry, if they're making a decision about what to buy, what service to, you know, to use or who, to, who which service provider to hire, they're almost everybody, at least our age and younger is going to go do research online. Right. Yep. And so if they can't find out anything about you, then their chances are you're going to get passed over. And, and I've watched that happen to attorneys, too, that just yeah. they, they didn't pay attention to their, their online presence in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, you've got certain review sites that, you know, they, like, I think we talked about Avo earlier. Like, Avo has... We, I think we talked off-air, but I, yeah. I do want to bring it up, yeah. Yeah, but, but so Avo is, like, the attorney, like, they basically take attorneys' information from, like, the Florida Bar website, which it's all over the country, too. So from each Bar Association's website, which is all public record, and then they like create a profile for that person, and everybody, yeah. everybody's your profile starts off at a six point five rating, and ideally the best rating you can get is a ten, and so the only way to get to a ten is if you claim your profile 
and start participating on Havo. Yep. And it's become a, a, a company or, you know, a place where clients are going to go to look for information about attorneys. And, you know, if you're not paying attention to, and not just Havo, but resources like that where clients can go and get some kind of validation about who you are and, uh-huh. you know, just see an objectively ranked you know, yeah, attorney. Sure. And we can, whether it's really objective or not, we can talk about that later. But I mean, they want to find out information that confirms that you're going to, you know, do a good job. First off, them. you exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am real. I have uh, been doing this. You care enough to have, have the basic setup. Yeah. Um, cause I have a lot of people that they talk to, they, I get a lot of, uh, inquiry, inquiries, inquiries, uh, yeah. about, oh, we just need a site to show people we exist as a company. Like, that's a lot of it for a lot of people, yeah. but you're not, if you're not using it, then it's, it's okay. You've got a storefront, but it's not, you should use it, figure out a strategy, you know, having the most Avo reviews in your area will bring you cases in. Yeah, it will for so, sure. If you, I literally walk around, I did this for us because I didn't, I didn't pay attention to us, call it low self-esteem of me through our company, but I was like, oh, we don't have any reviews, and this is something we help people with. Right. Uh, so I, I just literally would go, like, for a month, <clears throat> I just try to sear it in my brain to go, hey, uh, while, while we're sitting here, can you go on uh, Google and go on Facebook and give us a five-star? If you do it all at once without uh, a company like BirdEye that we're an agency with, um, they'll, a lot of sites will uh, negate them. So Perfect. if they see a glut, like you just send a huge email blast, 5,000 people yeah, yeah. asking for that, and then a, the 100 come in to one site like Google, they might not count them. So, and if they're coming from one spot, too, well, yeah, at the makes, same time. Right. So, so the thing that, that BirdEye company, the reason, I mean, it's expensive. It's, it's, uh, we're the only agency locally that, that uses it. But I told them, hey, give me some info about attorneys. Um, and they were like, they sent me some info back. It's like, if you're in a 4.4 on anything, like just you're done. Yeah. Don't even bother. Right. Um, and then like, I forget the amount of view, amount of reviews you need to like look legit, but they have all that info. And then if you get a bad review, we can park it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I get a boner for Squarespace and BirdEye (laughs) because I just like anything that streamlines stuff. And it's like, Oh, I found this little secret uh, on how to do this. Uh, that's kind of what's fun about doing this work is like, all right, I've been tooling around it. I went through 20 different review company sites and that one was the best because they could cancel reviews. Like if you get to it within, I think a day or two. And then the way the emails design a follow-up email, would you recommend us? Uh, yes. All right, cool. No. All right. It's going to go to a little chat box. It's going to look like you're leaving a shitty review right, right. online. And to most people, they're not, they're not analytical enough to go, wait a minute. It's just people are going to bitch. I'm not leaving you. a public review right now. Then it goes right to you. And then you can, then you can call them and follow up and go, Hey, I understand, you know, I, I saw what you wrote. Can we go over that? That's like salvaging it. That hotels have to do that big time on TripAdvisor. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't really gotten much negative feedback yet online, which I'm, I'm waiting well, for. When you get bigger, it's, it's gonna, as you get bigger, it'll ev- happen. Because ev- you, you'll never keep everybody happy in any business that you're ever in. And at some point, and I'm, I'm dreading the day where I get a negative review. 
it's going to, it's going to eat at me and it's going to eat at me for like a year. <laughs> and, and I'll event, just put and, a fake and, one in and right. just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. So I can just move on with my life at well, that point. The, I mean, we've been, we've been working with some video and there's been some questionable comments on there, but I like that you're engaging with an audience yeah. and that's new too. Yeah, and that's, and, I, and I'm okay with, you know, with, with having, if you're on the right and, side of history on some of these things, it's right, fine. right, right, right. And, and I think specifically we're talking about the Confederate monument in downtown Tampa, which is actually going to be gone. moved. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's that I, I think it's in large part due to the video that we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would ab- agree. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, it, was, for sure. it was it was the way that we pushed that publicly that made that happen. But we're called influencers, right? Right. right exactly. Yeah. I just need somebody to start paying me for my. <laughs> you know. right, anyway, uh, you know, we I think that the videos that we've done have you know have certainly been been helpful to to the brand. Um, you know, and then if there are Get your feet wet too, man, yeah, and, and, in any, and in social media, I feel, I feel pretty comfortable being a troll in some respects. I mean, you've got to, you've got to own that if you're going to do it. And, and it's not that I'm necessarily like deliberately trying to troll people, but if I don't have any problem publicly taking a position that I know some people are going to disagree with, right. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And if some, and if, and naturally on that video, you know, with, you know, talking about the Confederate monument and how that's offensive to some people, you will have a section of, you know, society and people that are on social media who feel like, you know, racism and slavery had nothing to do with the civil war. And so those people get mad and they comment and it's, but it, it, Honestly, I mean, it increases the engagement on the post in some respect. Smart, too, smart. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I know that there are people that are going to take unreasonable views and positions on things, and I'm okay with those people engaging me. Did you, do we want to troll and cut part of this video out? <laughs> no, no I, we, we could potentially do that, but um, but yeah, I, and I don't I don't do Cosby anything. wasn't that bad. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think that was the opening of like a Jim Jeffries like oh, stand up recently. It's, I don't know something about Cosby. Anyway, uh, he uh, yeah with with the with the Confederate monument thing. I mean, it's it's great. I think that they're moving they're moving the monument. Um, I think they're moving out to some like cemetery in Brandon. Yeah, which. I mean, at least, for those, at least it's not for those downtown not, prominently displayed. We've got people out of the area, for yeah. those that don't know. It's like the uh, little suburb outside of Tampa yeah. um, where you do starter restaurants now if you're a big franchise corporation. Yeah, I was I was filtering some negative comments about Brandon just because <laughs> I may have potential clients who live out well, there. Well, so. I mean, it is what it is. It's There's like 400,000 people over in that area. I had all the market research at one point. Uh there, there's a lot of incomes that are over a hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of like big box stores, retail centers, top golf, top golf, uh, for the bad golfers, indoor skydiving, which I blame, uh, for getting my wife pregnant. We, uh, we had our anniversary, uh, <laughs> marital session and then went to, uh, I fly and went indoor so that, skydiving. That just I think like it jumbled things around. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it jumbled everything up and we're having a baby girl on Halloween. This this upcoming Halloween, yeah, it's, I that, that should be part of your story that you tell her I've, growing up. <laughs> We've told it how, to enough people. How was I made now? Eddie? Now about a thousand. So, right. um, yeah, man, it's it's one of those things where um, figuring out how to how to just use the internet to your advantage as an attorney, you know, and knowing like what to say. Yeah, you know, some people just don't know what to say, and it's kind of. If I I be I'm not worried about you commenting back and when something posts, there's a shitty post like should I hide it? And you're like no no I'll, I'll talk to him. I'm not worried about y'all you and him getting a fight. But there are attorneys that I would be like you're not allowed. Yeah you gotta I mean there's certainly and I think everybody on social media probably is 
done something or said something that they wish they could have taken back. Sure. And, and I've done it before. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've done it in a way that, you know, it's, it's, I've done it enough and I've done it severely enough to where I've learned my lesson. <laughs> sure. You know, and, and everybody does it, but you know, I'm in a position now where I feel like, especially on my, my business page, like I will most certainly filter everything that I do. And if I, if there's any little part of me that says, maybe I shouldn't do this, then I won't do it. Right. And you've got to, you've got to make sure. Just that like in real life. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly what you should do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're, it's, it's a social media for businesses and for attorneys can be a difficult thing to, to take advantage of and trying to, trying to navigate that and figure out how to best use social media to your advantage has been, I mean, we're, we're still in that process right now, but it's, uh, I, I think what, what we've done so far and what you've helped me do so far has been, has been fantastic. No, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a collaboration effort. Um, it's, you know, we're, and we're guinea pigging this video. How do we streamline this to make it guerrilla style shooting and editing and and flipping out quickly? Because we want to do trending news topics. Right. Like, I just wrote out the guy that drove on Clearwater Beach and Facebook Live that. Yeah, good move. God, so that was, ugh. Like, that was just like, uh, I wish someone didn't tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't hurt anybody, which was good. How? I was I, like, I don't know. I was like, what if you were, like, uh, doing, like, a little sandcastle on top of you or whatever, you know, patting you down? Oh, yeah, right. You wouldn't see anybody, and he would just yeah, run right. I mean, and I don't, I don't know that, I mean, the guy, like, I, th I saw, like, a small clip of the video, and he's literally, like, you know, turning the camera around to, like, do a selfie video while he's driving, like, I don't know. 30 40 miles an hour oh. down down the beach it's pretty and it, and he's like in his other hand he's like ripping shots straight from the bottle of some kind of brown liquor and uh the dude clearly had some mental health issues and he was probably hammered at the time opiate i think yeah, yeah. And, and whatever it was and i think he made some comment that i read you know in a follow-up story that um you know he he just the only person he wanted to harm was himself and <laughs> and it's and it's sad but like, go jump off the Skyway Bridge. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. go kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and and not not to encourage anybody to do that, but like, if no, you, that guy you should know, go kill himself. But he he should know and understand that what he's doing is putting everybody else's lives in right. danger. And like, I've taken my son to Clearwater Beach before. Like, we've all we've all been to Clearwater Beach ourselves. Like, you look at that and just think, like, thank God I wasn't there right then, and nobody, yeah. and nobody else got hurt too. Right. So he, you know, fortunately, fortunately, nothing bad happened as a result of that. But there are, there are certainly crazy people that are are using social media to try to get attention for, for doing their, I don't know, whatever, whatever they think is, is, you know, crazy and the right thing for them to do at the time. That is scary. Yeah, uh, it's nuts. yeah. Well, let's uh, close her out a little bit, you know, five years. What have you learned? Um, I wrote, if you're, if you're watching on, uh, on video, I'm reading notes that I wrote out. Yeah. I actually prepared a little bit. Nice. <laughs> Any, any lessons learned in five years, uh, any like advice pass on to young attorneys? Um, I always like partnerships are really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Pure yeah. partnerships. 50 sure. 50. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, we both had uh, right. a and, divorce and, and, and I, and I did that. And my, my former partner is still, still a good friend of mine. And you sure. know, it, it, I think it ended as amicably as it possibly could have. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you are building as an attorney, like people, most clients, especially in the areas of like criminal defense, personal injury, family law, and employment law, like your clients are not big corporations or other businesses. Your clients are people. They're individuals that are out in the community that, that run into a problem and they need help. Mm -hmm. So as, a, as an attorney, like they don't, 
they're not they're not coming to you for the big firm you work for they're coming to you for you and so don't i think if if there's a mistake that you know maybe i made in the business formation initially with with my former partner it was that i gave up equity of my own reputation and myself to a degree you know and so i think i think if you make sure you're keeping you know you're keeping your brand and you're keeping what you're worth and what you bring in everything will be you know you'll, you'll be better suited that way um, and I think realistically, had had my former partner and I maybe had a different, you know, setup in the past, you know, we still may be working together right now. Um, yeah, same but, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so the way that you go about it, I think in the initial setup is important. But just make sure that you're not giving up, you know, the the equity that you have in yourself and the belief and the trust that people have in you. That that's uh, that's good advice. I'd I'd never really thought about it that way. As as your reputation has, I mean, it has is equity. I mean, your repu- especially with with those when when your when your clients are individuals in the community. I mean, your reputation is what is going to drive business to you, and 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 you know we've done what we can to try to build my reputation online too. And, yeah, and it's and it's all through former clients that are just sharing their experience. But part of that is just getting your reputation out there to be accessible to people. It's a ripple effect, as I call it. Or if you're a real estate person, you know, they have like a three circles where you go like friends and family, friends of friends, and then it just goes out from there, acquaintances, community. But yeah, one thing I do find interesting is like a lot of the attorneys I know, and maybe it's just who we gravitate towards to work together, but a lot of attorneys I know actually do give a shit about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sure. not it's not the shark the shark uh, suited kind of guy. And then the other one, the other thing is like they do a lot of community stuff or do a lot of stuff uh, that is never ever thanked. Yeah, and, and, and they never can talk about it. Right, and and you know there's there's certainly I mean I'm not going to talk about anything that I'm involved in personally right now, but. I mean, you, you definitely, if you, the more you get out into the community and, and it's not that you're ever out there seeking, you know, attention for what you're doing, but if you go out and you get involved in the community and you do, you know, good work on a volunteer basis or for whatever it is, you'll develop connections and, and trust and respect in that way too. And that is definitely a huge part in being able to, you know, to, to build your brand and build your, build your referral network. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's definitely a business aspect to doing that kind of stuff too. Hey, good on you, man. It's a uh, good juju. It's I always say it, the hippie thing is uh, the more good you put out there, the more you'll get back. Hey man, it's karma. Even business wise, um, not just personally. So I think that's a good stopping point. Um, we'll have you back on soon. Thanks for doing it, brother. Yeah.